James Senegal once said, technology helps us become more efficient and productive, but our business still has a lot of art as opposed to strictly science. Are you tinkering, self-learning, self-improving, experimenting with home labbing? And do you want to become a skilled IT expert? Well, you've found your new home. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. On this show, we'll interview top experts and dig deep to learn how they got started and how they train their IT skills as a master martial artist in a Shaolin temple. And you know what? We're going to have fun along the way. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. And now your host, Vian Du. All right, let's do this. Sargon, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Before we dive into the home living topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so Sargon Kizaran, you know, I hail from a good old town called Yonkers, New York. I've, I've been in, you know, fast forward here, landed in California, been in IT for a good 20 something years now. Currently, I do work as a senior technical account manager for VMware, supporting state and healthcare out here in California. I've been with VMware for about a year. Prior to that, it's been mainly a lot of customer obsession positions and operations and server x86 and virtualization. And how did you get started with home labbing? And where did you get the idea? Oh, gosh. So being someone that you know, you had help desk positions or I started taking a networking class. I'll never forget. And we, we were using Cisco packet tracer and I was like, I want to touch the real thing. I want to, I, I want to be able to experience actually pushing the buttons, right? The packet tracer was a great tool, but so I jump on eBay and I start, you know, just wanting them like, okay, well, I'm gonna start off with a networking home lab. You know, it was, it wasn't compute at that time. It was just networking. So and just really the it, the journey started there. I just wanted to just order things and just start tinkering. So what was the reason behind this? Like, can you go a little bit more deep, deep with this? I wanted to get more comfortable. I wanted to be more confident, especially when it comes to speaking for job opportunities, um, to just build more, you know, have more credibility, especially during those interviews. I, I really wanted to, I, I really wanted to know what it felt like to, you know, touch all this equipment so that I'm not just speaking and trying to speak it or describe it in theory. So how did your first home lab look like? Oh gosh, I ordered a little, so at my very first one was a, I think there were, there were Cisco routers, 2621 XM. Yeah. 21, 2621 XM routers. Uh, I think it was a 1950 switch, right? So this is all, uh, you know, 10, 100 stuff. And then I ordered this just little rack I found online and just kind of, it was like a music audio, little short music audio rack. I started scrambling around getting cables and it was just sitting in a corner of a room and 
I would sometimes then roll over, you know, your blue rollover cable run across from one side of the room to the next into my desk and just, you know, patch cables hanging from it. So it looked very, you, I had a big spacious room and you had this little thing with wires hanging from it. How noisy was your first home lab? Um, definitely when those things would spin up, they would, they would, they would generate some, you know, a little bit of a no- noisiness, not compared to what I have now, but it was definitely one of those things where, you know, the family would walk in. My kids were small at that age, so they didn't understand, but my wife would be like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, <laughs> and not much heat, not, not, not much heat from those things. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> so what was your first home lab project? Oh gosh. In terms of a project, I think it's, it's all, it's been a series of mini projects. You know, one of the, first, one of the things I think I got excited when I was able to do with that, go back to the Cisco lab was it was like, okay, I was able to configure a VLAN on a port, um, set up a DHCP server and then actually get an IP. And I was like, wow, I actually was able to achieve all this. Uh, I can get into a little bit later on, but I've got other projects that's going into you know, setting up virtualized environment, right. That are more relevant to VMware. But, but I think that was like the first coolest thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to know what it was like to have, you know, a server patched into one interface and endpoint in another one, and then have them talk and just seeing that like, wow, I, I, I did this. And how did you fund your home lab? My wife. <laughs> no. You know, I've been very grateful where, you know, I've been in a position where we're both working and, you know, the bills were very minimal. So I just really just bought it out, you know, put it on credit card and just pay it off. That's, that's been, that's been the key. You know, I just saw it as reinvestment in education. How your home lab looks right now and what you have now there. So right now, everything is in my garage, like literally to the right of me on the other side of the wall and it's sitting on some kind of like shelving that I got from Costco a while back. And I've got three super micro E 300, you know, eight core, you know, micro service for super micro with embedded Intel procs. I've upgraded since then I've upgraded to all ubiquity home networks. So I've got ubiquities, uh, 10 gig switch in there, 24 port switch, I've got an old, you know, form factor desktop running as my AD server and I'm, I'm maxing out all my ports. I've got 10 gig coming out of my three super micros to, you know, do vSAN, vMotion. So it's, and then I've got Synology DS, you know, 15, 15 plus, right. Which I think I've maxed out storage on that five bay. And it's just, it's just that you can really feel the heat generating. I mean, I can't plug anything else in there. Otherwise I'm going to short. I even invested in a 1k APC uninterruptible power supply just to like, once the equipment started getting more and more expensive, it's like, Oh crap, I got to protect this stuff a little bit. (laughs) So it, it it generates a lot of heat. It's very noisy on the other side. And yeah. (laughs) How much from your home lab has? So I'm right now, I think I'm at 128 gigs in each uh, server right now. Got 128 gigs. I got about, I think, 12 terabytes of storage on the Synology. I almost don't even want to do RAID on it anymore just to get more. (laughs) So 
you know, it's, uh, but yeah, I'm about 120 gigs right now. Total. Are you doing any backups for your home lab? Yeah. So, um, so the, on, on the power side, obviously it's my APC one K the smart UPS I have, which is using cloud, but in terms of storage backups, I, I am, I am going with, um, Veeam community edition. And it's not that I'm having these workloads that I really need to protect, but that's really been one that's, you know, saved me a couple of times. So the Veeam community edition is great. You know, I make my Synology, my targets. Uh, I also throw in, you know, those same PCI cards, with the M.2s, I put them in that AD. My AD server is everything, right? It's the one server that runs everything. So I have, um, with Veeam Community Edition, I can also set the local storage as the target. So, and then recently I've been dabbling with, I've been trying to set up Synology's Active Sync for business. I believe it's called Active Sync. <laughs> Forgive me there, Synology. Um, but it's, that's kind of what I've been using as backup. And that's primarily to, it's really not to want to back everything up. It's really to just test the process, the throughput and play with that. What does evolution for your home lab look like? Oh gosh, the evolution. So it's, it came, it started off with me. So I had missed building PCs and I started off building a PC and I was like, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to build an AMD this time around and I'm going to go, I'm going to go virtual, right? I'm going to go VMware workstation and try to squeeze everything into workstation. And then I, I, you know, I, I, I get a job and I'm like, well, I now I want to touch physical servers. So I go on eBay and now I'm upgrading to Dell R610s. And then I'm like, well, I want to put drag controllers in here. I want to upgrade the RAID controller battery. I want to, I want to buy 10 gig cards for my Dell servers. And then my R610s are then sitting next to my desk. And I'm like, man, this is really, really noisy. And I'm like, well, I'll move them to the garage. All right, move them to the garage. And as I'm expanding on switches and I was like, wait, I, I want to, you know, I, I want to change this around. I have more room. I want to start applying storage. I want to start, um, you know, get, get those expanded switches. And then, and then I started hitting life cycle problems, right. With 6.7. So I was like, well, let me upgrade the, I found out through some folks online. I was like, wait, I can upgrade the processor on this server. All right. So upgrade the processor on the server that eventually hits limitations with future versions. All right, time for new servers. And then it evolved from my Dell R610s over to what I have now, which is a Super Micros, which, you know, definitely are still good on ESXi7 because that's, you know, what I'm running. So, and of course those R610s are, you know, they're still good. I actually, you know, I, I believe in, I believe in paying, paying it back. So, you know, I give those servers to folks for free. I said, Hey, take this as long as you learn from it. Right. And, and that's what I, I've tried to do the most of it's besides what, you know, you know, scrapping the metal. And then that's, that's really been the evolution went from just starting in VMware workstation to now having, you know, backend AD backend storage compute stood up. And, you know, it's especially, you know, the, the network has also evolved from just doing a, I think it was one of the early Asus 802.11 AC routers and, or maybe it was N at that time. Oh gosh. So just upgraded from an Asus router and used to present storage that way. You know, they had a USB port and learned about ubiquity and it's like, oh no. <laughs> and then just upgrading everything, wanted to make it ubiquitous. 
you know, ubiquity, talk to ubiquity throughout the house. So that's, that's, that's really how it's, that, that's how it's evolved. Tell a little bit more like how you're using and what kind of tests you're doing at Wizard Home Lab. Yeah. So in my role right now as a technical account manager, for instance, I, I, I work with server teams and the more visibility I have, the more hands-on experience I have with VMware products and other technologies, it gives me more confidence speaking with my customers. I, you know, it, it allows me to, you know, we, we can now, we can speak the same language, allows me to dig deeper and being able to, do that in my own home lab. In addition to having more resources now, of course, being at VMware, being able to do it just on my own terms is just a different feeling. Being able to trash it, rebuild it at, at any time I please, it, it just, it, it, it reinforces your, you know, your education. Teaching moments. I, I honestly, I use my own home lab with like my customers as teaching moments, or I use it as a tool for even when I'm working with folks internally, like if there's a, you know, if there's someone I feel like I'm showing things to, uh, you know, trying to play a role as a mentor, I, I'll use my home lab to demo things. I'll use my home lab to crash it, to prove a point. Right. It's, it's totally fine. So I, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a multi-tool for me for uh, personal and professional so demoing products. Are, are you doing like uh speaking with customers and are you doing uh, like pre-sales as well? Or are you just showing, demonstrating how to use it, how to set up and giving uh, like... So what's cool is my role is more post-sales. So it's definitely not to, you know, demo it, to sell it. It's kind of, hey, if you click here, click here and go there. Um, this is kind of where that setting is. And then the customer's like, oh, cool. You know, so I kind of use it as a way to, you know, demonstrate, it, you know, I use it as a way to A, demonstrate my knowledge to the customer and at the same time demonstrate the solution, right? It's kind of like the knowledge, the knowledge demonstration should come along as you're demonstrating the solution. You know, it's not to, how do I say, it's not showing off, right? It's, it's, it, you know, but it, but it shows like, Hey, this person, this person showed me step-by-step, step. you know, I, it helps bring come and it should help bring comfort to the person on the other end. I would hope. No, you know, something, you know, something as something recently, right. Uh, there was, there's a VMware fling out there called vSphere diagnostics. You know, I share with my customer and I'm like, Hey, check out this new fling. I it's as simple as 10 minutes. I just loaded up my own home lab and I, I was able to run through that fling live with them. Instead of saying, hey, go install this fling. And then they go back. Oh, man, Sarge recommended this. And then it dumped our system because of, you know, maybe whatever reason. They used the wrong parameter or something did go wrong. But I'm putting myself at risk first, right? I'm, I'm, I'm demoing what it's capable of doing. And then it draws interest. Like, oh, that's cool. So that's that's what I like to use it for. And, and, and honestly, I don't feel like I'm even scratching the surface with it. There's so much more I have in mind on things I want to do. Tell us what you want to do. I really, I want to, I want to, I want to one thing and time's the hardest thing, but I want to, I want to partner up with other folks and have like a, you know, kind of like a little mini incubator, like, Hey, Let's set up a VPN between our sites. Let's try stretch storage ourselves. Let's, I want to do things like that, but I need time to like, Hey, let's set up a zoom session. Uh, Cause there's things that, you know, I I'm going to be weak in. Like 
I, I'm, you know, to get our network properly configured on each site, you know, set up the, um, um, uh, layer two, set up a layer two VPN, talk site to site, figure out the routing. And, and I always wanted to do that and then set up infrastructure, test SRM. I, I, I want, I really, I I'm trying to find, there's a lot of like-minded folks, but finding time and those individuals that want to spend the time and geek out that way. I think that's, that takes it up the next level. Otherwise it is sometimes like having a fancy car and you're just not fully using it all the time. Actually, I love its idea. I want to see how it's gonna V-Motion work in like long distance and these things. Yeah. All that, all that would be good. So I feel like, um, I mean, the V expert Slack channel would be a, maybe a great start. Like, Hey, do you have, does anyone have this model? Let's check out, let's, let's try doing a V motion. This way we can avoid, you know, the EBC issues and all that. So let's make a world record. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's kind of been it. And, and really my, you know, in no, in no ways I've arrived, you know, I, I, I love doing this stuff. Um, I still don't feel like I know it all. You know, I, I, I blog whenever I can on kizron.com and I, you know, the, just, tr you know, just try to get better, try to get better and always, always feel mentoring others and returning the favor to others to be better is this kind of my, you know, my way of life, my mantra. And I like as well, like where guys say, I always blog about what's are doing it because another guys can very quickly learn and it's, speed up also learnings and everything these things but they are like blogging writing everything sharing same knowledge this is very cool i love a lot it, it's it, it was um it's really hard to put yourself out there it's scary especially people like me where it's like man i, I i've got so much information from people at blogs and it always seems i mean you can you can find so many blogs that just contain step by step how to do things and i don't know why I always been intimidated. I was always, always like, I don't, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Right. I, I, I hate to keep using it, but the whole imposter syndrome. So I had to overcome that and say, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there. Even if it's a step-by-step -step doc with 10 steps, I, I'm going to put it out there just to, who cares? I, you know, I don't have that large of an audience where I'm being criticized, but you know, it's, I was like, I, I just, to, you know, you, I, you have to get over that fear. Right. And again, that reinforces your knowledge. So, it, and then that's why I really want to keep doing it. And I, but I had to overcome that fear of like putting yourself out there. And I think a lot of people, they, they underestimate themselves, you know, and their capabilities. Say so you want to be perfect always since they're afraid to making mistakes. Yeah. You, you, you wait, you know, if you wait for perfection, you will, you'll continue to miss out. So you, you have to stumble. How much knowledge have you gained while having a home lab? I'd say it's definitely improved me in terms of, in terms of the confidence and um, troubleshooting, right? In engineering solutions and in speaking, speaking more confidently, it's, it's definitely been, and helping with certification has been huge. Right. Just getting the hands on. I'm battling, you know, a VCAP exam right now and everything you do in, you know, the VCAP exam deploy is what I can do in the home lab. So that's what it's really provided me. I'm sitting here taking an NSX course, trying to incorporate NSX more in my network to understand it. Like, like I, I have to do it. I, I'm going to be redeploying it several times 
until it tries to finally stick in my head, right? Like vCenter server, I've probably deployed it so many times and I still haven't deployed it the many, the different ways you can, like with command line script and all that. So it's like, I mean, the learning never stops, right? What is the most memorable home lab story you like to share? So I was using Wemo smart plugs, right? To kind of get in, you know, just watch my consumption and all that and have some kind of control. And I don't know why I get up in the morning and everything would be powered off. I can't access the internet on my desktop because my DNS server went down and I'm like, what's going on? Everything's just like suddenly powering off and it's happening. And I'm like, is something tripping with the Wemo? Like the Wemo's powering off. I'm going to bed one night and I hear Alexa turn the lights off. It was my son. So that turned the lights off. <laughs> if then else moment was powering off all my Wemos. <laughs> So that right there led to my home lab going down every time my son was turning the lights off at night. So here I am, you know, encouraging and of course, I, encouraging him, you know, like, hey, you know, use this technology, talk to your Echo and do all this. And he's powering my lights off. So he had to change his language to Alexa, turn the left light off. And it was able to suddenly that was able to fix it. And eventually led to me just removing the Wemo entirely. But I, I thought that was um, that actually happened pretty recent. Do you have any scary or more funny home lab story? Um, I'd say the only scary thing would be what would be as if, if my, I think wife was to ever see like, what the hell does this thing actually cost? <laughs> so that'd probably be the scariest thing, but not too much of a... Not, not too much of a, you know, funny thing besides the kids tease me all the time. You know, when I try to, you know, dad starts talking tech and geek. So they start mimicking everything I say. What do you also think about you when they see your home lab? I, they, they start thinking like, oh, why the hell are you doing this? One person, family members like, hey, you should start hosting. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, this is the last thing I need to do is like learning how to host services and then secure my network. I, I probably can get away with it somehow with all the gear I have, but I don't know about the mental capacity. So they just think, you, you know, you're a madman, you know? And then I've got, of course, I've got the family. They're like, hey, you know, good for you. It's supportive. So yeah, they tease me. <laughs> what is home love for you? To those that see cars, the mechanics have a passion for cars and want to work on that. Like that's... That's my niche. That's my vice. I mean, that's what I like to tinker with. It's, you know, it's the one thing that, you know, makes me happy. And so I, it's, it's really come a long ways. What one piece of advice would you give for beginner home lovers? Um, cheap is expensive. Expensive is cheap. So check your interoperabilities, check your, you know, your compatibility lists, uh, you know, obviously there's more and more on forums now, check different configurations. I mean, I leaned on before investing in the E300s, I try to research it as much as I can. And even at that time, it was still maybe not enough. So try to try as close as you can to do it right. Otherwise it will be more costly. I mean, I, you know, I, sometimes it's like, oh, wait, I, I want cat six cables. Oh, now that you're know, now that I'm. Now that I'm introducing 10 gig, 
now it's you're researching, you know, SFP plus cable, you know, SFP plus cables, DAG cables. You're researching, you know, vendors that, you know, are they compatible with the switch that you have? It gets, it starts to, as you're adding on these layers, there's more to check. And of course, this is not an enterprise, right? But so we're not going to get the best of the best, but you know, it can get costly. Then suddenly you start adding up on all these little packages, boxes that are coming in from Amazon. You know, I'm ordering M.2 cards to load M.2s. Then I'm getting rid of those because I'm putting in another card that's going to work with my super micro. So it's just, it, yeah, I would, my best advice is to really invest in the quality stuff. It does not hurt if you're able to and, and try to get it right the first time. Thank you so much for joining and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Anders. Happy home labbing. You've been listening to the Home Labbers Podcast. Our passion is to interview the leading IT experts and get tech enthusiasts all the information they need to become an expert. So if you run at home enterprise hardware and software and you like tinkering and self-learning, then you've found your new podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit up the website at viondu.tech, on Twitter at hashtag viondutrending, and hashtag home lab. See you next time on the Home Labbers Podcast.